everybody, it's Sunday, June 8, 2014. Hope you're having a great day. And one thing I've learned doing the podcast over two years is that whenever I try to find a guest, uh, occasionally they've actually heard of it before. So it's kind of a cool thing uh, to see this thing grow uh, over time. And that's the case with today's guest, uh, Jason Myers over at Bold Apps. So I actually heard about his development shop through the Shopify Twitter account. I think it's run by Mark Hayes, who runs a PR over there. And I went to their shop, uh, or went to their website, actually, and it looked like they were doing some pretty cool stuff on that platform. So today we're going to talk about bundling, upselling, and discounting. And before we get into it, if you're based in the U.S. and you have an e-commerce store, you've been listening to the podcast uh, for a couple of months, maybe a year, or you've been with me since the beginning, uh, we're going to be looking into hosting a mastermind event on September 28th in Austin, Texas. Uh, our good friend Ezra Firestone is also having an event that weekend, and I'm just going to kind of piggyback that event, and we're going to just do something cool with the e-commerce space. So uh, if you're interested in going, I'm going to have more information on where it's going to be. Uh, join the mailing list, buildmyonlinestore.com, and click on the mastermind tab. So what's going to happen at this event is that I'm looking to do it from 9 to about 5, and basically we'll break into groups of 6 people. People, and every hour you'll get the floor to talk about your business problem and then you'll have five or six other people work through the same business problem or give you feedback and input on what you can do so uh, it'll be in Austin Texas I'm still looking for some places to rent so if you have any ideas like a co-working space or any place I can get like three or four conference tables do let me know via email terry at store.com and let's get into this week's episode Don't deliver a product, deliver an experience. You're listening to the Build My Online Store podcast, and I'm your host, Terry Lin. We're here to talk about running an online store and building a strong e-commerce brand to take your online store to the next level. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to check us out at buildmyonlinestore.com. Let's get on with the show. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Today, I've got Jason Myers, uh, founder over at boldapps.net. So Jason, what's going on? Not much, man. I'm uh, super pumped to be on this podcast with you. Cool. So what is uh, Bold Apps about? We build apps that work when we say apps, but they're essentially kind of like a plugin primarily around the Shopify platform. They have an, an app marketplace that allows store owners to kind of a la carte choose what features they want. And rather than Shopify building this behemoth um, solution that has every feature built in, they built a very simple, robust, easy to use platform that you know customers can then say, I want, I want this app, I want this app, I want this app, and kind of customize it for their own store. So um, I actually owned and still own stores. I have for about 10 years. And in 2012, it wasn't even that long ago, I heard about Shopify, moved some stores onto them, and uh, right away saw the app store. And I thought, well, this is just brilliant. But the apps I was looking for, I couldn't find. I thought, hmm, maybe I should try to make some apps. (laughs) So uh, that's how we got into it. We we keep stores. Um, we have two stores we run, and the main thing is just to really kind of <laughs> to well we're to stay in touch with store owners to know kind of what they want because one of the things we always want to say is we're store owners too. We're not just developing apps and have no clue about how to run a store. So that's that's a very important thing to us. Gotcha. So when did you realize the app market was a bigger opportunity than say running your own? I didn't at first. At first, I, I, we just wanted to build an app to actually enhance our own store. But very shortly after, I kind of, I don't know, you've probably heard the saying, you know, when there's a gold rush, the, the money is in making the shovels and the pickaxes. That's kind of the mindset I had when, as soon as I got in, built the app and I saw installs coming in, I thought, well, hey, this is, maybe I should switch over to building apps rather than running stores. Trust me, there's e-commerce stores making 
hundreds and hundreds of times more than we are. We're by no means, um, I'm not saying it's for everyone, but I happen to partner up with a couple of really good developers and an amazing designer. Um, so after we launched the first app, first app, um, we were really ambitious and we said, well, let's, let's launch another one. Let's launch another one. And right away it became a full-time job. So we actually hired someone just to run the stores. The stores are all drop shipped. So we don't have any inventory. So it's, we can pretty much manage that in a few hours a day kind of thing. Um, but we then went to focus all our time on these apps. So I don't know, probably like I'd say about three or four weeks after we built these apps, we, we knew right away. We said, okay, this is it. We're going, we all had full-time jobs at the time, but we said, we're going all in. We launched our first app, April of 2012. Um, and between the four of us, the first guy quit his job in October and then the next guy in November and then the next guy in Mar- uh, February. And then I was in March. It was one by one. It was basically as as we could afford to pay ourselves, we would quit our jobs. So so within a year, we all were self-sufficient off of the apps. Nice. What was the first app you guys made? The Upsell app. We actually went through, we had a list of like 20 different apps and it was really, it was interesting. We said, well, what's the simplest app we can make? Because of course, if you're going to try to get into any type of app market, whether it's the Apple App Store or even apps, you know, for Magento or BigCommerce or anything, you're probably smart to start off with something super simple. So we said, What's the easiest app we can make? And I just said, well, why not an upsell app? When you click checkout, something pops up and offers you a relevant product. So like someone buying a leather jacket, it pops up and says, hey, do you, know, do you want the leather treatment kit? Or you're buying shoes, it's do you want the, the spray protector or whatever? Um, we thought that was a super simple app. So we, we whipped that together. It, it only took about five or six weeks to from the idea to, to launch. That is actually still our most popular app. It's pretty close with a few of them, but what we thought was the most simple app turned out to be a very, very complex app after. And I guess it's like that with anything. Like once we started putting in reporting modules and people wanted pie charts to see what which upsells are doing better than others and split testing. And then people want their upsells when they click add to cart. Some people want that when they click checkout. And then people wanted to start offering special hidden items that are only in an upsell but aren't anywhere else in the store. So what seemed very simple in the beginning turned into a complex behemoth app, but we've spent like a year just constantly every month releasing new features and new features. And that's still, it's still one of our most popular apps today. Yeah, gotcha. And I understand you guys have a multitude of apps and I can you just walk us through kind of the different categories they're in and kind of one of the most popular ones besides the upsell. Yeah, for sure. Um, so they're all, all of our apps are very, kind of front facing. Um, when I say front facing, I mean, they interact with the customer in some way. Apps can be anything just if people don't know what apps are. Um, so they, they plug into an online store and it could be as simple as integrating with QuickBooks. So anytime a sale goes through your Shopify store, it syncs that sale transaction with QuickBooks, or it could be um, integrating with FedEx or UPS or something like that. Um, our apps are kind of unique because and I think this is because of the fact that we've had stores. We've we've always thought what would sell more, what would what would convert more sales, kind of thing. So they all live on the front of the website where the customer can see. Um, for example, the the quantity breaks app. That one's kind of straightforward. It's a simple app that um, allows you to bulk create quantity breaks. So buy buy one, it's regular price. Buy five, it's ten percent off. Buy twenty, it's so much percent off. Um, but we kind of we made it so. You can, with a couple of clicks, say, I want to add this quantity break to all shoes in my store. And you can have thousands of different shoe SKUs, 
but you can say, I want to batch apply this quantity break to that or batch apply it to the whole store or a single product. The bundles app is a really popular one. And we just kind of thought, what would people do in a brick and mortar store? Well, let's apply that online. And bundling is always something you see. We have a, a product builder app, which is, that's our, our most expensive app. It's, it's really, you, you've probably seen them. And you know, if you, if you shop for, for a car online where you're, you, you build your car, you pick the color, you pick what type of cut tires, what type of roof. Yeah. And then you kind of see the car build. Um, so we built one of those and we've seen some pretty neat applications. Like we got one guy using it he sells custom ties. And so literally you can build your, your tie right in front. You pick your width, you pick the cut. And I didn't even know there was all these different types of ties out there. Um, the type of material, the, the fabric color, the patterns, whatever, and you, you build your tie and it's, so when you get your tie, it's, you can say you custom, you custom designed it kind of thing. And people use it for everything. Um, fishing rods to custom guitars kind of thing. So on a very high level, how many stores are using your apps now in total? Would, you, would it be like over a thousand stores or what are we looking at? Yeah, no, we're, we're very close to crossing the 10,000 mark. We're just under 10,000. So we're going to have a, a big party here when we hit it probably in about two weeks yeah and what industries are these guys in are they like fashion or like what are the industry 100 percent everything um but i could tell you varying app by app it really does vary a lot um so for our one of our apps is called a product options app that just allows super sophisticated options with um, conditional logic and so basically um, you, you've, you've seen this where you've, you've been on a product and you say, I want my shirt to have a collar. And if you say yes, then another option appears based off of what you picked in the first option kind of thing. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So say I have an e-commerce store, you know, I go to your website, I see all these apps, you know, discount, bundling, wholesale, upsell, like from, from a very high level, how should a merchant approach like these different strategies to increase like their lifetime? Mm -hmm. That, and that's a super good question. Um, because it's a it's a big marketplace, the app store, and I, I see like people just they they get their store and they go in and they just start rapid firing installing apps and trying it. Cause it's it's like a, if you're an e-commerce store owner, you go in the Shopify app store, you're a kid in a candy store. Like you're Yeah, you just go nuts oh, and you start installing everything. Oh, totally. Like you would want, hey, um, out of stock reminder heck yeah you know if, if something out of stock yeah i want to oh a pop-up that pops up when i land on a product page offering them another product heck yeah I, um a welcome thing that says get 10 percent off all of a sudden you've got this store you get on there's things popping up everywhere and you click on something and you get another thing and it's a lot of people overdo it my best recommendation is really when you start keep it simple definitely depending on what your your clientele is you obviously want to market towards it so like if you if you do have wholesale customers you'll have to have some type of special app for that kind of thing for example like with our upsell app i would say 50 to 60 percent of people they just install it and because they're busy store owners a lot of them have nine to five jobs and they do it in the evenings or something um, they just make a very simple upsell that's spend a hundred dollars like if it's a they sell sunglasses it gets get offered a case and they'll see two to six percent conversion on on the upsell but with an hour or two of work, if if they just created some custom ones. So when I buy a Oakley sunglass, it recommends the Oakley um, neck strap. I actually read a study last week, too. It was really I sent an email out about it because I, I found it so interesting. But they they tested a whole bunch of different ones. So when you buy a product uh, recommending something that is 
10% of the product price, 20%, all the way up to 100%. So if you buy a $100 t-shirt and you recommend something that's $10 or 80, the, the magic number was 60% less, so $40. So if you sell something that's 100, your product you're offering shouldn't be more than $40. So that was kind of the, the sweet spot. With a couple hours of work, uh, we have about maybe 15 to 20% of our stores seeing well over 40, 50% conversion on their upsell offers. So that means like they're doubling every half of all the orders that go through their store just because they're taking the time to make them very applicable to what the person's buying and a good ratio versus what the cart size is. Before, before we get into deeper, so you're saying the default ones say two to 6% conversion and that's supposed to be really low across like the industry or is it just kind of within your platform? I'm just kind of curious. So that two to 6% is conversion of the upsell offer, not not of the the total checkout. And then so you're saying if you customize it more, you can get half of those people to take your upsell. Yep, totally. Like we have in, in the app, we, we have a dashboard. So for every single offer, you can see what the conversion rate is. You can run some split testing. So like one week with a t-shirt, you can offer a hat or one week with a t-shirt, you can offer a lip gloss or something um, and you can compare conversion rates we also have in our back end um, just like a global conversion it's just something we kind of more track for fun um, and also because we get people asking us like what works so we want to we want to see what what's working for what stores and and we help a ton of stores set them up too but um, but the good the, the stores that are doing it right they're seeing many of them over 50 percent conversion so this kind of out of left kind of out of left field question so what you're saying is that this is probably a better conversion strategy to optimize or rather than say email marketing or something more on the top level funnel, right? Because you're basically doubling everything. I wouldn't, I w yeah, I definitely wouldn't take away from email marketing. That's that's huge. Um, but in terms of like, sounds like from the bang for the buck in the short term, this is like a better strategy or I mean, what are your thoughts if you compare it to something else that you could opt optimize for? Like it's something brick and mortar stores rely on, right? Like when you go to, to Best Buy and they, they always try to upsell something and whether it's product protection or whether it's the, the spray cleaner for the TV or something. And, and a lot of employees will tell you that they sell larger products sometimes at a loss leader, right? Like it's, it's just to get them in the products. It's what they advertise, but then the upsell is where they make the margins and it's a competitive marketplace. And um, even if you're not in that competitive marketplace, it just, just goes to show that if, large fortune 500 companies build their business around that concept that when you're starting it's a concept that works and it's it's a concept that when done done right customers will you know 30 to 50 percent will convert on it so i mean that's something i would do from day one but the mistake is most people they just they install it like i said and it's they try to set it up as quickly as possible and one of the things you can do with an, with an upsell is trigger by dollar value. And sometimes I almost want to take that out because it's just kind of like a lazy tool. I can say anytime someone spends $100, offer this product, but it's not at all related to the product. It's so much better to say when anyone buys where product type equals Oakley and product type equals sports glasses, right? Like you can classify what triggers the upsell and it doesn't take long to do it. But when they do do that, it's, it's a huge huge conversion um, improvement. Yeah, because you're, you're going after the context and not just a dollar value. Totally, and the customer is almost even thankful. Like when it pops up and says, oh, you know what, I'm buying a Canon camera and it's recommending the exact 
extra Canon battery and I say, oh man, yeah, you know what? That's great. I would love to have this extra battery when I go on my vacation so I don't run out. But if it pops up and it recommends like a case that's for a, a, a little compact elf that is not the camera I'm buying. I'm almost kind of, I'm almost annoyed. I'm like, okay, guys, come on. You know what I mean? That's unfortunately, um, that's what we see a lot of. But so if I take those out though, it's very, very successful, but it's, it's, the problem is, is, and it's like that with anything, like even with our, with our bundles app or any of them, if, if for the time it takes to, to install it, I would say, you know, give it an hour or two, learn how it works, and then you will see huge success with it. Like almost every single one of our apps, like they're not expensive. They're four bucks or nine bucks or something like that. But the store owners just say, you know, this app pays for itself every single day or every single week, something like that. So, so are there any store revenue levels you think that makes sense to have your apps or is it just strictly like day one if you can pay for itself it's just some of them are definitely more enterprise ish you know the wholesale app but like the store locator app i can't see someone just starting off unless you have like a lot of kiosks all over the place or something but almost all of our apps have a 30-day trial and so it doesn't hurt to try them but i do think yeah you want to be strategic off the start see what gets me and this is between between us and all your listeners <laughs> is, and I see this all the time is they'll invest so much, whatever it is, their computer, their infrastructure, they'll, um, their time is a huge investment. If they're, if they're investing time in the evenings to start a business, like set aside an amount, like don't think of every app purchase and, and even outside of apps, even on the bigger picture, like you need a MailChimp account, you need, all these other tools you need, you might need Optimizely or, or whatever, um, you know, some type of like, maybe you want to use Hittail or some SEO tools. Like when you think outside of it, if you think every single one and $9, I know it adds up, but before you even go down that road, like if you could just set aside, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going in this business, I'm going to budget $100 a month, $200 a month. It doesn't, doesn't have to be much, it could be even less for my tools that I think will increase and that I could kind of track that a, a conversion value on like a MailChimp account, I can, even though it's free for a couple thousand users, I can still eventually track like my cost per conversions from, you know, from MailChimp. Most of the apps you can track when someone buys something in a bundle or when they buy it in an upsell or when they buy it as a quantity break or, but set aside that much and don't think about it for six months, just work at it. I see so many times that a store should be using it. They install it. They uninstall it after the free trial and we automatically email out everyone who uninstalls it. We just say, hey, notice you uninstalled it. Can you give us any feedback, your thoughts? And I would say 90% of the time it's, uh, you know what, we're just getting started right now. We don't really have the money for this. Maybe we'll we'll circle back. It always hurts me because I think, well, you know what, if, if you worked at it for a couple months, like you should be, <laughs> you should be upselling, you know, 50% of everything you sell and it should be making you far more than $9 or whatever, you know? Um, so it, I know, I know they don't store owners don't often have that mindset in the beginning as they think of every single charge, but that would be something I would suggest is if they could just kind of see that as, um, a tools expense <laughs> that is just almost has to be there. And whether it's apps or like I said, third party things completely outside. Yeah. It's like people that buy the latest Apple product, but they skimp on like a $4 latte or something like that. Right. And they, they don't want to pay the extra 50 cents or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Most of them work out to uh, 10 cents. Well, these apps are, yeah, anywhere from 10 to 30 cents a, a day, I guess, if you want to say that. But if you're going to go out and get that $2 coffee, that's $60 a month, right? 
And that's a lot. That's a lot of tools. Like you could get tools that could turn your e-commerce store into an extra 500 a month. I don't know, but that, that's just kind of a principle that I think every business owner should have. Yeah, I think a lot of it comes from the beliefs on money when you're starting out in terms of using a dollar to make two. I think for a lot of kind of people starting out, even for me sometimes, it's like it's foreign and you need to force your brain to think that, oh, okay, this is actually, there's ROI on this. So as long as I, I'll just keep throwing money on it, right? So Yeah. What's always helped me is just, is just setting it like a certain amount aside that I don't have to feel guilty every time I make a decision. Like if I say I'm going to spend you know, a couple hundred dollars a month in some form of online advertising. And so then when I, when I purchase some AdWords or a banner or some, some whatever, um, I don't, it's not like a decision every time going, can we afford this? Can we not afford this? Is I've mentally already committed $200 a month. And it's almost fun each month saying, okay, this month, where, where are we going to use this money? Cause I've mentally decided I'm going to spend it. But if you have to make that mental decision 10 times a month, every single thing, it's, it's stressful. <laughs> so I'm looking at your website now. I see uh, Microsoft, Dodo case, uh, LMFAO, a bunch of guys using your app. So what are some of like the cool apps they use that have been really leveraged really well? Uh, kind of besides the upsell since we kind of talked about it already. The bigger stores, I, they definitely, definitely all use that upsell app. Um, the the store locator one, you've seen those before. It's you go on a website, you punch in your zip code or postal code and it pulls in the 100 closest ones to you. Um, a lot of the bigger clients have multiple locations, but a lot of bigger clients also have a dealer network. They use the store locator one to show who, you know where the closest dealers are because otherwise if you have like seven locations you can't just have a google search on one yeah name. a lot of people don't think of putting their dealers they they think like, like we actually have a lot of startups who manufacture product and they might have 50 or 60 other websites selling it they only have one store they might not even have a store so they don't they never think that oh i should have a store locator um but it's kind of cool that if you could go if you manufacture some some product that to go on your website and punch in a store locator and see all the places it's sold gives your brand some some clout to say hey it's sold like all over the united states or all over the world yeah so one thing you mentioned earlier was that there was some study you saw where if your upsell your cart order size is a hundred dollars you don't want to upsell more than forty dollars or something like that so is do you have any similar stats for say like uh, discounting or bundling or any other strategy of that nature Ooh, that's a good question. Not off the top of my head. I always look these kind of things up because I always want to, I want to email our users and tell them that, you know, this, this type of bundle works. And I just, I happen to have that stat in my head because last week I emailed um, the upsell users. I actually, I found the article, how to persuade people online, 17 lesser known Jedi mind tricks. Anyways, there was, there was three that really stood out. Um, so I pulled them out and put them in an email and gave credit to the blog where they, where they posted it. But the one was upsell products that cost 60% less. They did a study and they, they actually tried a range from, uh, it was like 2% to 80% of the price or less of the price. And 60 was the work. Two other ones I'll, I'll point out, um, framing things in the positive. I never thought about this, but a lot of times we word things on a website sort of in a negative way. Like if you're buying a camera, you might say, don't forget batteries or don't get stuck without this. And it's almost like a, a bit of a negative or, but if you would say something like use this to add, you know, buying the leather jacket, add five to 10 years of life to your jacket, more of a positive kind of approach rather than a, than a negative one. Um, they well, like how Amazon says that you might also like 
this, 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 and this, and actually right. do. So <laughs> you're just clear. Totally, yeah. Because I think when you say, like, don't forget, it's almost like a talking down, like, yeah, like, like yeah, exactly. Like, a, don't don't forget to yeah, do like, your homework. Yeah, thanks, like Cyber that. Mom. I know what I need. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> tell me what to forget when I'm checking out. Yeah, exactly. So they just just said frame it in the positive. Um, and then uh, this one is kind of a, I think, a common one, but you've probably heard this: the paradox of choice. And the whole concept there, they actually referenced a a really good TED talk. There's a store in New York City that sells hundreds of everything so for example like you want to buy a jam and they have a hundred different types of jam and you want to buy like mayonnaise they have 150 different mayonnaise it's it's the whole concept is to like blow you away with with choice what they did was they went in the front of the store and they set up uh kind of like a sampler table they put from you know i guess they started out two or three, um, all the way up to 20 different samples. And as people walked in, they would say, hey, would you like to try this jam? Um, and then we, we have we have 20 different types of jam, or we have six types, or we have two types, 10 types. And then of course the jams were in the back and they could go buy them if they liked them. What they found was six or less people would go and buy. When, when they got to the front and they saw 18 different types of jams, they would kind of go, well, where do I start? Yeah, so the whole concept is it's, it's really, we think we have to give customers tons of choice, but we're actually causing more confusion and, and, and doing harm. And um, the reason why I put that one in the upsell is, is it's so common. People want to recommend 20 products when someone buys one. You know what I mean? If they keep it simple, like three products, I, I like three because you price bracket, you put a low price, a medium price, a high price. And then there, there's the three types of shoppers. There's your economy shoppers who want the cheapest. There's the people who just, they want the most expensive because they want their premium kind of guy. And there's people say, oh, I'm in the middle. I don't want the most. I don't want the cheapest. I'm a middle kind of guy. Like that, 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 those are your three types of people right there. You know what I mean? So why offer 20? And then that person can't mentally they have to psychologically say i'm in this bracket you know what i mean make it easy for them and i think the mentality that offer 20 upsells comes from the fact that oh what if this guy likes that i don't want to leave it out in case someone adds it right and then exactly exactly like, yep. nothing. like when you're buying something it's a sociological um process too like other than just the product you're placing yourself in that price bracket range, right? You have to be able to do that within a split second. You have to say, I'm this, I'm the economy guy, I'm the premium guy. So 20, if you had 20 options, it would take me 10 minutes to figure out, okay, where am I in this spectrum? Let's move on into say like the discount and bundling app. So discount app, cause I know most stores have an option to add discount codes, right? So how is this different from say the built-in systems uh, like in Shopify or- Totally, that's a good question. Um, yeah, so Shopify does have the ability to add or create coupon codes. You can bulk, you can create a coupon code for that works on one product or your entire store, or I can you can give them rules. Like I can say this coupon code can be used on any product that's more than $50 or any product that is a shoe, like you can specify different categories and stuff. Well, originally back when I had a store and then kind of as a team, we decided together, um, we want to make a product that actually just puts the product on sale rather than give the customer a coupon code because we thought well what if the customer comes on your website and they don't know there's a coupon code like a lot of times i go on a website i see up in the top banner use coupon code save today to get 10 percent off and they have to promote that coupon code up at the top but if i happen to not see that coupon code or i don't get it i i don't know that the product's to sell and i should say 
there is definitely a place for coupon codes, especially like email marketing. But if I just want to run like a Black Friday sale, I want to put my whole entire website at 30% off. I can just with one click say entire website, 30% off. Boom. Do I want the sales timer on? So now there's going to be a live countdown ticker saying the sale ends in seven hours, three minutes, 21 seconds and tick, tick, tick. It's going down. Gotcha. So it gives you more control and more efficiency to do discounts. Uh, basically instead of going through each product and like changing and changing it right yeah the biggest thing of it you could manually in in shopify or, or any platform um go in and of course change the price on one product but if you have thousands of products and you want to just put a certain category on sale or the entire website on sale or whatever that's that's where this app comes in all right cool so let's move into bundling a little bit so you know out of all your customers are they bundling like you know two or three products or like you know on a very high level how are, they, how are they using yep. it? Yep, three is what we see the most of. The classic example is buy the shirt, the hat, and and the gloves or the scarf or, or whatever. So it's a, it's a matching set um, and then get 10% off. But what you also can do is we made it so you can bundle by collection. In Shopify, a collection is a category. So I can say buy any shoe, any hat, and any... Um, shirt and get 10% off too. So you're not forcing them to to pick a, a certain one. That one's super common in the wardrobe, wardrobe and clothing uh, niche. Um, we see it too in sporting goods. Like I've seen a lot of, um, I think it was like remote control cars and helicopters. And I guess you, you buy the, you buy the unit, you buy the remote control and you buy the case or something like that too. Like in most industries, there's, there's a, there's a, a scenario where products go together. Product bundling and upselling are very close. It's very similar. It's the same, it's like two sides of the same coin. Almost. Exactly. Yeah. And like a customer will email us and say, what's the difference between bundling? Like if I buy this shirt and then you're saying, I can say buy the shirt and the hat and get 10% off. What's the difference between if I made, did that or made an upsell? They're, they are very similar. Um, the bundles, of course, they show up on the products. They don't. It's not like a, a very direct sell when you click checkout. It's more of a soft sell, kind of down on the side. You kind of see it. You should decide. I, I don't always recommend like any, anyone use all of our apps. <laughs> um, it would be confusing on a product. I say, okay, here I've got quantity breaks. So if I buy 10 or more, I get this percent off. But if I buy it with this bundle, I get this. And then when I buy this bundle, I click checkout and this pop-up comes up offering me something else. And we'd love it if you had all our apps, but that's not the best uh, way to go. So bundles, you may or may not want the upsell app with it. With it. You know, you want to just, just bundle, cr- uh, create sets of stuff. That's cool. So don't barrage them with a upsell pop-up at the same time. Maybe just use the bundles. So those two kind of are, are similar but when you see them in action they, they work very different yeah i guess you could say bundling is a form of upselling but upselling doesn't mean you're always bundling right yeah that's a good way of putting it yeah you can, you can steal that line from me and tell all your customers there we go all right i'll put that i'll put that on our, on our app store or in our frequently asked questions i was, was going to charge you 10 cents every time you use that quoted by terry lynn there we go yeah, yeah but, but I, I think i think most people will understand that because maybe starting out in this confusion but I think when you put it that way, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right, very cool. So uh, I guess, gosh, I was at your store. There, there really are a lot of apps, like you said. Like I'm just looking at the, you, you just click the Shopify apps tab, and there's like, there's like 12 things that pop up. So, you know, we, we, I don't think we have time to go into all of them. Uh, so, you know, just uh, where can we find you online if we want to find out more about what you guys do? For sure. Yeah. Um, so our apps are all at boldapps.net. I want to say like our parent company, but we're really, we're all one company. It's boldinnovationgroup.net. Um, we actually do do some other stuff. 
Um, we, we do custom development for stores. Um, we set up e-commerce stores. So we have boldcommerce.net. It kind of developed out of the apps. People come to us and said, hey, can you also set up our store? And people kept asking for it. So we kind of, we eventually made a department and said, sure, we'll, we'll turn into this store setup as well too. So boldapps.net is, is the main place people can find us or on Twitter, uh, bold underscore apps. And uh, our e-commerce one is just bold underscore commerce. Gotcha. All right, very cool. Thanks again for joining us, Jason. And uh, we'll keep in touch. Awesome. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Build My Online Store podcast. If you want the show notes, make sure to check out the website at buildmyonlinestore.com. If you've got an e-commerce store, every two weeks I lead a live mastermind call with about five or six of the listeners in two separate groups where we work openly together and solve a business problem that you have. And we're all there to support each other. So if this sounds like a cup of tea, make sure to check us out at buildmyonlinestore.com slash mastermind. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch up with you guys next week.